Opponents have always felt that the salaries that the clubs pay players are crazy and unrealistic. The word we have tried to use so many times. We have tried not to use so many times, but we have to use again. Shame on you. This is Sports 360. Hello there and welcome to episode 11 of season 3 of Sports 360 podcast. As always, we're very, very happy you could join us. So glad you could take time out to download and listen to us. My name is Dick Giomoto, and my co-hosts are here. Yemi Adesan is here, yep, yep. but he's also here, actually, uh, but with us via uh, Skype. Um, so, this week we start with the Nigerian football scene. Locally, Nigerian Professional Football League has seen match day 19, which is halfway, um, with 38 games to go in the season. Um, they've really moved very, very fast. It started, I think, around, was it January or late December? Late December. And we've gone to 19. Hopefully, there's a two-week break. If they continue at this rate, maybe by July, the season will end. And I hope we don't have to wait another six or seven months before the season resumes, like it happened last time. So, um, kudos to them for that, for moving very, very fast. All right, um, let's start with the expert in the MPFL. Somebody who's followed the MPFL since forever. Buddy, we've seen... Maybe, to be fair, maybe more good than bad this season. How do I mean? Uh, we've seen 21 away wins so far, which is a lot, uh, unlike before. Uh, we still had instances of skirmishes. We still had, saw last week, Aimba won at Wiki Tourist, and um, apparently they were attacked. Um, it, it drew, sorry, Aimba drew at Wiki Tourist. They were attacked because of the draw. A few other things like that have happened, but what's your assessment of the season so far, given the challenges before they started, uh, where we are at the moment? What's your assessment? Well, did you know what they say that um, running your business without advertising or without yeah. putting it in the public eye is mm. like blinking in the dark or winking in the dark? Yeah, is the only person that knows what is going on. Um, a lot of us, a lot of people now, uh, just follow the league on social media, um, because it's not on television. And I think, uh, that, not, not, not ensuring that the, and it's, it's that, that, this has been the case for, for upwards of, upwards of four or five years. And I think this has been one of the biggest drawbacks, um, to, 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 to the league right now. But from what you have seen so far, like you said, um, first off, I mean, I'm happy that shooting stars are back in the Premiership. <laughs> so that makes the league more interesting for me. And uh, uh, of course, when, when, when Rangers um, visited Enugu, anybody who was there could tell you what difference it makes. And we keep arguing that these traditional teams are the ones, and, and those that are coming up now, the, the, the mix of traditional and, and, and the, the, these, these are what the, the clubs that have uh, um, that have the pool, it has made this season a bit more interesting for real. And yes, when teams can win away from home, it also gives it another touch entirely because winning away from home um, uh, uh, raises the confidence of the viewing, pub- viewing public. It's encouraged. And you know, the G, as, as much as we talk about tra- tra- traditional teams, there are teams who have also developed supporters who live in cities where other teams play. 
Yeah. And when they know that their team is performing well and they can get wins on the road, it also brings them back into the arena. Yeah. However, the pockets of for instance, when Rangers won, you can imagine the, the, the uh, what uh, some 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 of Rangers will feel when they won away at a, at a, uh, at a, uh, Aqua United. Mm. Results like that, you cannot quantify the, the impact it has both on the players and, and and the public, both those who are invested in the league and, and those who are not. Because any casual observer, you know, the mentality has always been that. Mm, Nigerian, the Nigerian team don't move anyway. Even when it happens, you are like, mm, well, this is just, this is just a one-off. But three new women away from home and everything went peacefully, mm. at least from what we have seen so far. That has been, that, that is massive. Um, uh, and because Babal Miss and Inters, these are two big teams right now. Rangers for their, for their, for their name. Aquabon for their recent uh, trophy win. So both of them are recent champions. And so three, three new win. But that's one incident of Aimba. And the other one that they look, because of the mindset of, of a lot of people, it undoes everything that has been done. That is why DLMC and the NFF must approach a zero, zero tolerance. Zero, absolutely zero tolerance. You can't come in front of media and say, hey, look, we can go so far. It's just only one incident. Sophia. It cannot be, it can't let it happen. In places like England or Germany where it doesn't happen of, you know, you know, you know they have a, a, a culture of hooliganism, but it seldom happens in the arena. It happens outside of the arena. Yeah. Where the, where the police takes care of it. And so for leagues that are still developing as it were in quotes, like the, like the, uh, like the MPFL, you can't let anything like that happen. Any, any major, any, any major actor in the referees, or the player, cannot allow it to happen. Even the coaches, you can't. That's why we are, we keep saying that. Look, do whatever it takes to ensure that one, the, this uh, visitors and even the even the hosts get protection. The fans get protection, and when something like this happens, you react instantly and make the offenders pay. Not don't just be don't just be putting fans on the teams. It's like for me, that's like extortion, like extorting the teams. Let the culprits, let them be arrested and tried. Yeah. So for me, yes, the league has been good, but like people say, you are in a you are in a you are in a sin and a, and a secure and a, hey, uh, what 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 was that state you call the hospital? It's clear, a sterile environment, and then you release an odious fart. So that's what just facts as far as everything. It's okay in Kimba, DJ. In case you <laughs> missed my point. So any 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 small any small incident that that takes the attention of the fans and the media away from the from the football should not be tolerated. And for me, I think that's where the box stops. As good as season has been, mm. any little incident takes us back. It, it, should, it should never be allowed to happen, and it should be dealt with. Okay. Um. But it has made a point, um, and um, I think one of the major issues is not that these things well shouldn't happen, but when they do happen, you hear me? Do you get the feeling there is still that reluctance to really come down hard? There's still I don't understand why there's still that reluctance to punish culprits accordingly. There's still the reluctance to go as the whole hog. We have all been talking about. Dropping points, prosecuting people, 
and all of that because the, the league hasn't been bad this season, to be fair. It looks like refs have gotten a better deal in terms of uh, maybe, I don't know whether the indemnities are being paid on time, but at least um, we haven't had too much hue and cry about bad refereeing and all that. Like we said, 21 away wins. That's like 10% of the games played, a little over 10% of the games played so far. So in this league, that's massive. And we've seen a lot of away draws as well. So, because there have been 48 draws as well. So, at least of that 48 draws, for, that means 48 teams were playing away uh, from home for those games. So, what do you make of the fact that it still seems as if there is a reluctance to come down hard on the disciplinary side? Some have been done. And then there have been accusations of double standards. One club does this, is punished accordingly. Another club does the same thing. It looks like it's a different set of rules. So, what do you make of all that? Politics. Okay. Politics, 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 political affiliations, you know, and what have you, are one of the reasons why uh, the LMC, under the leadership of uh, Shio Diko, continues to refuse to meet out the um, adequate punishment, the adequate punishment for airing teams. So, every year, we have this conversation about hooliganism, crowd violence, uh, referee attacks, you know, attacks on the weight teams. And one punishment is given to one side. And when it's a team or teams from a certain section of the country also do similar or have similar occurrences, you, you tend to see that uh, they are treated with a bit of, uh, you know, kid, kids' gloves. And that's why I say politics comes into, so, you know, it's alleged that, um, the man has certain ambitions. So he doesn't, he probably doesn't want to offend Sensibility. a certain, you know, block, potential voting block. Mm. So that's his ambition. Like I said, it's alleged. And because of that, he tries to play safe. There are guidelines within the rules that allows you to deduct points. Mm. especially for serial offenders, especially for repeat offenders. But somehow, they would rather do the safe thing, which is banishment. And fine. And fines. Fines that we know that you probably don't collect because, hey, the teams aren't paid anyway for contesting, for competing in the league. So on what moral ground are you going to stretch forth your hand to collect the fine, you know. So, and punishment has, has been proven not to work because after two games, you say, oh, they've shown good behavior. <laughs> you decide to pardon them so they can return to their, you know. So, politics, I think, is a huge, and of course, because majority of the teams are owned by the state government. Yeah. And knowing the way our NFF is structured it's and organized, sense. You know, they love government money so much. So you don't want to be on the wrong side of any potential mm. uh, governor who may be a sponsor for the Super Eagles or the likes in the future. That's why mm. they will continue to have this. All right, so let's go to the playing side now, buddy. Your hometown club, Remonstad, started the season... In excellent fashion. I think they went on an 11-12 match on beating run. Uh, they've since gone off the ball a little bit. 
I think they are still third, if I'm not, no, fourth, if I'm not mistaken, Rangers are in third position. They are still fourth, but it was a great start and for a team that just came up. It was very, very good to see and they're in good nick already. They are still fourth, yeah. They are fourth and um, there's still the possibility of qualifying for Europe. University United and Plateau United indeed have um, taken the league by some kind of stomp since then. So, but what do you make of Remo Stars coming up? Uh, new team, bought a few players, being a Gubote showing great experience. Uh, we expected that it would go off the ball at some point, but still, so far, so good for them, you have to say. Yeah, so, so far, so good for them. Uh, two things that Remo Stars did well. Um, remember that in the past, they've been like, a, they, they've been, um, they've, they've almost turned into Yo-Yo Club, Yo-Yo Club, like, like my shooting stars. Uh, they come up, they go down, they come up, they go down. Uh, but what they did this year was that they, they recognized two things. One, um, you can't survive in this league without having an experienced coach. And two, you can't survive in this league without um, having a bit of experience in yes. the ranks and mixed with your, with the players that you, you that you have, you are trying to develop yourself. So they recruited well, and then they got the coach that a lot of teams uh, want to um, uh, w- w- want to have in their ranks. Um, that has worked well for them, and I, I must also commend Remo Stars for the work they are doing on their on their stadium. They, it's, it's 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 like watching a rose bloom in the desert. Mm. Um, um, they, they 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 do a lot of work on social media. They do a lot. They, they, they do a lot of. They do a lot of match day activation for fans and some and VIP guests. And their arena is is a beauty to behold. So for me, uh, Ramosas are doing a lot of things, a lot of good things, both on and off the pitch. And I, but I do feel that um, they will need to, you know. You can't say that it, 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 it will be. You can't say it's impossible for them to win. They started well. They slash few tricks to get to get over the hump. Uh, their football is good, but they will need to develop the mentality. It is it's just it's about what you're saying that the world is not against you. I think all the teams in the league have that that chip on their shoulder because of certain things. But I do feel that Remo Stars have done, they, they have done well, they, they have done, they have done well so far. And I do feel that a trophy is within their grasp. It might not be the league. Okay. But they have the team and they have the experience and they have the coach to at least win a trophy this year. And that would be massive yeah, for them good. if they manage to do that. That's but a Yemi, prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Yemi, Rivers United, Plateau United. See, no, because, no, because, no, the, Sorry, please, because I, I want I, I want I want to have a trophy parade in my hometown. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rivers United and Plateau United are up at the moment running away with it. Oh, yeah. Um, Rivers on forty-two points, Plateau United on forty-one, and Rangers in team third, thirty-four. So that's like a seven-point cushion between them and the chasing pack, which in this league seven points is a lot. It's a lot. You have to say, <laughs> and but and Rivers United are also. They are producing some excellent runs. 11 matches unbeaten so far. Plateau United, nine games unbeaten as, as we speak. Stanley Eguma doing a great job at Rivers. Fidel Zilechuku with his big jacket doing a great job at Plateau United. What do you make of all, 
of these two teams and it does look like it's going to be a two-horse race. First, let's talk about Fidelis' jacket. <laughs> Fidelis' jacket. Maybe, this, it is, maybe it is his lucky charm. I don't know because when he was at MFN, he had, he the used to dress down and, you know, the fortunes of the team, he, he made MFN whatever it is that we, we know them to be today. Mm. And all of a sudden, the jacket returns in, in Josh and the fortunes of Plessy United just changes all of a sudden. <laughs> So we have to investigate the we jacket. We have to investigate the jacket. <laughs> Stanley Aguma for me is one that um, continues to put plenty, how many cases of it can I say he has put on my face? Mm. Because he's a manager that I have written off so time many time times. Mm. I have written him off so many <sighs> times. I felt, look, I felt that he's overstayed at Rivers. Rivers have needed a new, you know, Injection of fresh ideas. But somehow, in the last three seasons, they've ensured that they are there or thereabouts. They got on the continent um, last season. We're knocked out by Inba in the Confederations Cup. They got on the continent again for this season. They got knocked out, you know, early. Now, I think what they did that was smart was bringing um, Fatai Osho, who had been at Inba and brought him up to be part of mm. the coaching crew. Fresh ideas, fresh initiatives, fresh. Uh, perspective, and of course, Rivers are playing probably the best football. football. Good thing is mm. the first, the first two teams are playing probably Very the best football, football. Mm. in the league at the moment. All right, we have to round this up now because so quickly. But let, let's take a look at a couple of teams. Um, one of them, of course, your dear shooting stars. At some point, they looked down and out, but they recovered since. Um, Aimba, um, Finidi just started well on the continent as all all kinds of troubles right now. And uh, quickly, if you can add to that, MFM, are they dead and buried or is there a hope of a miraculous resurrection being a church team? <laughs> well, <laughs> well the, 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 the thing about, the, the, as much as I, I, I hear you, I hear me on, on, on the on difficulty on bridging the seven point gap, gap. Yes, it is huge. But also in this league, uh, um, uh, uh, it, it's not impossible to get three wins uh, on, on the trot. And when you do that, remember, shooters are also well, they were like dead and buried. That's what, yeah. They look like they are dead and buried. They were, they were in the bottom three. And then uh, they won three games uh, on, on, on the hop. And see, see, see we are now. I think, and I think games are a lot. Um, I think the season is in the middle now, right? Yeah. The best I want to do with yourself, the best I want to do with yourself. In the offseason, in, in the in, in that in that period between um, uh, now and then, because you win all your home matches, you have a chance. Yeah, but you got to let teams know when they come to you, they are they are in for a scrap. Yeah, because the moment teams feel that they can come to you, because if the first results are going to Lagos, I knew they are going to win. Mm. Because MFM were that bad, sorry MFM, they were that bad, and of course, so when, as soon as teams have the confidence that they can come to us to your home and get a point. Or get points, you are going to be in trouble. That is what that is the first thing MFM and others have to do. Once they can do that, then it becomes interesting again, and anything can happen. All right, so we have to leave it at that. The MPFL has started. It's been on a scale of one to ten. I would say somewhere between five and six. Yes, yeah, for yeah. me, I was somewhere between five and six. The downsides, though, for me, uh, there's still no TV. But they mentioned that yeah. um, you cannot be winking in the dark. We need to have a find a way to get this league back on TV. If it's the NPFL app, let it work. 
please let it work consistently. Um, a couple of times I went to the website and the website was down, unreachable. That shouldn't happen. We shouldn't have to go to Twitter to get stuff. The website, I don't think it, in this present day and age, I don't think it takes rocket science to get a website up and running. I don't know whether it's running now, but there, there were about two long. weeks during the week, uh, during the season where it was down. Player welfare and contracts and all that still a very gray area. Yeah. We hear some clubs try to upload <laughs> 17 20 players, players, 20 players and all that. We need to protect the players. And personal, this one is personal to me now. Not the opinion of my colleagues, not the opinion of the podcast. But for me, I still feel, without trying to sound like a broken record, I still feel that for this league to grow, you have to find a way to give one or two or three or four maximum places to MPFL players in Super Eagle squads. That's my opinion. Because you need to come up with deliberate policies to make this league grow. And I think that's the easiest hanging fruit that I can chip on. So on that note, we will see, we'll leave the MPFL. I will now talk about a group of players who, on the question of Super Eagles, are legends in more ways than one. But a lot of Hulabalu and political storm happened in the last couple of days. A certain top politician um, invited uh, ex-Super Eagles players, particularly class of 94, 96, um, to a novelty match and all of that. They played and all. And personally, I'd, I'll leave you guys to give your opinion. I'm not in support of what the guys have done. I don't think it's... Um, but I'm also not in support of the hypocritical reactions to it. I feel people have been overboard. I feel, you know, I'm amused when I see people who have not removed the log in their own eye and are pointing at the speck in another man's eyes. I've seen administrators who have done all kinds of shenanigans. I've seen people who have been extremely fraudulent in their own ways. I've seen, I'm sorry to say, I've seen journalists who collect money, let's say it as it is, for all kinds of people, pointing accusing fingers at these players and saying, hey, they went to Yayabelo today, they went to Tinubu uh, tomorrow, and all of that, and all of that. And I think it's because of the political times, because this same thing happened in 2019. Yeah. There was a novelty match by this same gentleman and he brought this same player. So I don't know why there is a hue and cry now. But don't let me uh, cloud the... I just feel that, buddy. I feel that it's a bit hypocritical the way we're reacting because we, quote and unquote, are not better than them. And what exactly have these players done? If a politician says, come and play novelty match for me, I'll pay you money. Why are we so surprised that they're going to play? Well, DG. Um, I agree with you. You have the right to feel any way, to feel any way you want to. But they also have the right to feel any way they want to. The fact of the case is that, one, um, I am taking an opposite view. Not because uh, I have anything against the players, but because of what they represent. Mm. Um, first off, we have set these guys up as role models. That's why we see them in television commercials. Because people feel that they can influence the minds of some people. Now, last year, if I'm correct, was, was it last year or two years ago? It could have been last year. It, was, it must have been some time back because um, because of COVID and all that. It was last year. But the fact is that... Yeah, yeah, It was last year. Uh, after the... Oh, yeah, 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 Bilu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Bilu. Oh, well. But I know that even at the yeah, yeah, Bilu issue, there was... 
an outcry, but mm. it, it wasn't this much. And I'll tell you why this one is getting drawing so much, uh, so much ire from so many people. I've mentioned the fact that um, these guys are role models, as it were, and so they, 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 are, they have they, because they have the ability to, to um, influence certain people. The other part is that this person that they are celebrating has been under public fire because of what happened um, at the toll gate. Mm. So the public perception that has not died, no matter whichever we want to spin it, it's still there. That might be one of the reasons. The other being that the man has declared, just like Ayabilu, presidential ambition. Mm. And unlike Ayabilu, unlike Ayabilu, who you can call a noise maker, apologies to him. Ashiwaju, when it comes to ambitions and, and getting what he wants, it's not a noise maker. There's a possibility that he may succeed. And a lot of people feel it should not be contesting. And so, that's how trade you are seeing. It's not because they are collecting money, no. It is because of what is tied to the man. And I feel that is why a lot of people are making a noise about it. Um, um, uh, 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 like you, I've seen a lot of things on social media about the, the ifs and whys. Hey, I also agree with you that, look, if anything you can do that is legitimate to make a living, you are free to do it. However, be clear that if whatever if whatever you are doing, if there's if, if there's a shadow of whatever you are doing, you will get this kind of reaction. Mm. It is legal, yes, but look at the surrounding circumstances. Mm. That has a different color, a different shade, a different color to it, and I think that is why the reaction is coming. Not especially because they are making money off of someone who wants to give them money, which is which is legit. Mm. Okay. Um. Let's get this straight because I remember when they had the Yaya Bello incident, we had a podcast here and we were not exactly happy with what they, they were doing. We talked about le- the place of legacy. And le- 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 let me put it clear. I'm not in support of what the Super Eagles have done. Um, mm-hmm. But I just feel that it's a bit hypocritical the way some of us, especially in the sports media and sports fraternity, have reacted. Well, DG, <laughs> that's... Well, 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 I do, well, DG. Yeah. Well, I agree with you that um, uh, that um, uh, you are free to do. Look, I don't think that because I've done something. <laughs> I'm laughing at what I'm about to say. I, I don't think that <laughs> because because you feel that I've done something wrong, then I can't I can't criticize. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because, because but then you remember you remember me. a certain politician, the Ifan Yuba. I remember how a lot of journalists went around him, traveled with him, did all kinds of things for him. I mean, I don't see how that is better or worse than what the Super Eagles have done. They, anyway, oh, let's they, move they, away they, from they, that. They, they, but they, they, sorry, they, sorry, sorry, just one second. But mm-hmm. you see, those of us who criticize those journalists then, we have been proved right. Uh, because everything I demanded that time turns out to be... Now, <laughs> the hindsight, <laughs> we are correct. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I mean, let me let me get, go to another aspect of this now. Um, is it right for us? Because it happens in other climes as well. Is it right for us to raise up <laughs> in that a society like we ours to raise up footballers, ex-footballers as role models? <sighs> Are we not asking too much of them? 
to say, oh, these are the people that we're going to um, look up to and all of that. Because I, at the end of the day, like it happens, I think it happens in England as well. They are human beings. They have all kinds, their own weaknesses. They have their own idiosyncrasies. And, you know, is it something that is proper? Should we be doing it? Hmm. It's a tough question. Hmm. Um, they don't ask. They don't ask to be raised as role models. They don't. Hmm. It's, uh, there's this thing that says, uh, is it leaders are born? Not and, made. Not made. And hmm. there's a one that says that uh, some people are trust into leadership. Or, you know, I, I can't remember what, what the scene is. So you, you find... Some have leadership thrust upon them. Exactly, mm. exactly. Thank you. So some of these guys, by virtue of their status, by virtue of their achievements in their chosen field of endeavor, they've attained and they've been attained and then been elevated to a certain level yeah. where a lot of people can look up to them. Mm. And say, oh, I would like to be like this person. I would like to model my career after this person. But then, that is not their choice. They're living their lives as best as they can. Mm. And as much as possible, trying to live within the confines of the law, society, or whatever, and trying to also try to stay within this, you know, straight and narrow. Now, for the ordinary guy on the streets, for the other guy on the street, he's saying, oh, I like Gigi. I like the way he carries himself. Mm. I like the way he plays. I like the way he speaks. I like the way he dresses. I would like to follow him. I like to be mm. like him. That's not Gigi's choice. Mm. That's not Gigi's making. They, they ask you to, to be like him. So, really, the choice is not theirs. And there's very little they can do mm. to stop people from modeling or looking up to them. Now, we also, in the same vein, whilst we say, can we blame them for being role models or can we choose them? We are the same people that also ask for them to mentor some of the younger ones mm. coming mm. up, you know, mm. show them the way, you know, to, uh, ensure that they, they, they avoid the pitfalls that come with stardom and what have you. It's a hard job to do. Yeah. Is 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 hard enough for the politicians to be role models? They will now call, with all due respect to mm. footballers, ordinary footballers, yeah. to say they should be role models. And if we then go to the core issue at hand, why do you have this backlash? It's because of the general out uh, general. What was the word now? Uh, perception, perception, discontent, hate, potential hatred towards politicians. Mm. That is why you get some of this backlash. Even though in the corners of most of most people's, you know, bedrooms, they have skeletons in their cupboards. Mm. They have ulterior motives or they have, they've done things that are not, they are probably not proud of, but because of quote-unquote survivor, mm. they've also been involved in something, something similar. Yeah. That's where the hypocrisy comes in. Okay. All right, buddy. Um, I hear you. About anything you do, you should be ready for the consequences. You have a choice, you should be ready for the consequences. Those people have made their choice and um, uh, they will live with the consequences but, hold, of whatever happened. Hold on, see, they have, it's, they are, they are citizens. Yeah. 
They have a right to choose who they want to, 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 to endorse. Uh, they have a right who they want to endorse. They want to mm. have a right who they want to support. My question to Bode is that, because I, I've try, I'm trying to simplify it now. All this criticism, are they saying that if the politician calls them and says, <laughs> come and play a novelty man to mark my birthday, are we saying they should say no? I am not going to play because of so 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 and so reason. Because I asked the question somewhere that what exactly are we saying these guys should I mean turn their backs on somebody willing to pay? They would do it and they will face the consequences. But are we actually what do you expect of them to say if you are invited? Are we saying to say no, no, we are not going or we are not playing? Because I really don't get it. <laughs> I don't get that. That's, so I need clarification there. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you turned down a chance to make money based on your moral situation? Yes, I have. Several times. Exactly. That's simple. That's, that's just it. Look, sometimes you have to take a stand. No, you see, but it, this, 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 this is my take. This is my take. I have a feeling a lot of people are reacting like this based on partisanship. Because of the man they went with and maybe they're not supporting them. The same people, I have a feeling if these players go and play for somebody they are in support of, they won't get this backlash. You get where I'm going to? Yeah. Because that, that's my that's my view. I have a feeling because if they, now if another person maybe I mean we're, we're talking here. This is a podcast, so we can talk. If to say maybe tomorrow, Atiku calls them to come and do a similar, thing, and they say no. Then they've taken a stand. Yes. But if Atiku calls them and they go and play, some people will not have that kind of reaction because it's Atiku who probably they support. So I believe that there's a lot of partisanship going to this. Thing. And these players, they've collected their money. It doesn't mean they'll vote for the man. No, because nobody's going to be there when they're voting anyway. So it's a very complex thing with a lot of gray areas. I, I just feel that, I don't know, I've reacted to, I mean, we criticized them after the Yaya Bello thing. Um, I'm not absolving them now because they, like Boyeri Yemi said, they carry the weight of their names and their positions. But I just feel that, hey, let's be realistic and cut these guys some slack. It's very difficult for them to say, I'm not going to play. That's the truth. I'm being very, very honest now. Even, Even though I may not do what they're doing. With the level they've got, they're all returns. Most of them pay for free now anyway. <laughs> so, but is it a case of the man they went to play for or the intent of what they went to do. Hmm. I think, um, I, I, I think for some, it's one for, for, for others, it's, it's, it's one of, it's one of, it's, it's a mission of both. Yeah. You know, some will turn up their nose, uh, at say, why make money from something like this? And some will say, why, why go? I, I think it's a mission of both, but I think it's more of the man and his ambition hmm. than the money. To balance it though, that I read a lot, uh, to balance it though, maybe one or two players, I read something like Kanu Wanko saying the seed money for his Kanu Out Foundation was given to him by the gentleman. I heard uh, Taibo was saying when he had Taibo and friends, but he will remember we went to work that Taibo and friends, that uh, the man helped him to achieve that. I've heard, uh, I think JJ was one that said the man helped him to settle in Lagos and all. So some of them have had, to be fair, a long-term relationship with the man so maybe they are justified in trying to. What we're just saying here is that I, I, is, is a lesson to be learned across both, both sides. There are times you are in a position that you don't wish for, 
but it's thrust upon you. It happens to some of us in this our industry, but you and I maybe even to a lesser extent, but we have the weight of expectation of how you are expected to behave. You, we've had to turn down our noses, turn up our noses to some things that we felt would not dignify us. So I think the lesson to be learned is that the Super Eagles players will know that, especially the 94, 98 players will know that they have a weight of expectation and history behind them. So whatever they do, it has implications long-term for them. They have to be careful with that. So uh, all I've been trying to do was play the devil's advocate. But they have to know that whatever they do, whatever steps they take, whichever liaisons they form, it has implications on them. And it, for me, Yemi, final word, is a situation where they are, it appears as if they have formed themselves into a block. They do these things en masse. You hardly find ranks breaking. You know, they I went know. to Yayabele, it was almost the same sex. They are now here. You'll be going to be surprised if they go to Atiku tomorrow. And these same guys, to be fair, they did the same thing for Tinubu in 2019. A lot of people forget. They did, they played a novelty match for Tinubu in 2019. So this is not the first time they're doing it. Obviously, um, it's not for free. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know we, just, we, we all know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you say to the players? They have to know that, look, certain things are expected of you mm. and you really have to be careful what you do or what you lend your name to. You know, the first thing I thought about as we were talking about this thing and the fact that we've mentioned the played one in 2019, the mm. and I thought to myself, ah, we have another championship winning team now in 2013. How is that nobody? No, because the 90s, <laughs> to be fair, the 94, they were the trailblazers. That's the golden generation. That's the golden generation. That's the trailblazers. So I'm just thinking to and myself. And you know, while the 1914 won, we expected them to win. Oh, yes. 2013 was <laughs> you know, totally out of the blue, so to be fair. Like, you know? How come nobody is talking to the 2013 sets? You know? I mean, I'm sure if you sit down here. They are the legends and the heroes. If we try to remember those from 2013, they will remember. We'll probably remember some names. Uh, you know, so they need to. As you said, they need to realize the weight of expectation that mm. their names hold, their reputation, and that you know, once you make a stand for something, you have to make that stand. Have to stay. You have consistent. to stay on that course mm. all through. You can't. And and let's also be clear: the fact that they played a novelty match doesn't mean that they've lent their support to this person mm. completely. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. It's just like, okay, we've been invited. Yes. You remember JJ said something. JJ said something which I felt was, a lot of people didn't see that. There was a line he said, what do you give to a man who already has everything? So he's already trying to say that maybe in a way you can try to say, oh guy, you have everything. Now why are you contesting? You know, you could, you could treat the body, you know, it's also very difficult because the way Nigerians are, the way Nigerians hedge their bets, if these guys turn down the opportunity to go and this man becomes the president tomorrow, we know what it means in our client. Of course. <laughs> you know what it means to them in our client. So, they are in every body. They have to also play safe. They have to also play safe. Mm. But they also have to, like I said, my own position with them. Some of them are my friends. I actually saw some, one of them that same night. Also, yeah. And my, my words to him was, that, look, I don't think you guys have done anything wrong morally or technically. But you have to appreciate that you guys, whether you like it or not, you have been thrust into the limelight by virtue of what you have achieved in the past. And a lot of things you do has implications not only on you, probably on your family as well. Your children, your wives, your immediate family. So 
you have to be careful what you lend your name to. Yeah. It goes beyond you. Yeah, because there are know, brands in their own brands and all. And yeah. you know, when I spoke to him like that, he had a deeper understanding. One of the players, I don't want to mention his name. He had a deeper understanding. He said, ah, it's very true. I said, so, I mean, I don't think you've done anything. You have not done anything illegal. But understand why there is this backlash. Because it was like, you don't understand. We played this same match in 2019. I said, right now, it's a politically heightened yeah. time. And a lot of things you do. Because I remember too how we reacted when some people did use NSC and for Yen for Apacha. When some Nollywood guys supported Apacha, I know the reaction was probably the same. And even good luck, the reaction was the same. So they shouldn't be surprised. Um, My only... A lot of this is still going to happen. It's going to happen. My only thing is that to us in the sports uh, community of fraternity, um, it's okay to criticize the players, but let's clean our own stables as well. Exactly. Because we have a lot of issues and we are not better really technically most of us in our industry, we are not better than these players. Let's be, let's get that clear. But any final words on this? Well, um, we have, we have, we have tried this, and but, but I, I do be like you, like you that um, they are doing what, what, what they need to do to survive. I, I, I hold, I hold no grudge against them for that. However, like you, like you pointed out, you, you must understand that um, everything you do has consequences. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Okay. Um, a lot of these guys that we're talking about were schoolboy stars, schoolboy footballers, and it looks like there's a heartwarming trend in our sports right now. And it looks like finally there seems to be a return to school sports. There seems to be an appreciation of the fact that sports and education can be a viable mix and it's important to catch them young. Um, Yemi and I... I was part of the management team of an event I held last week in Lagos, International Schools Athletics Championships, um, pioneered on, uh, by uh, Nigeria's most successful Olympian, uh, NFL Kudobong, who won bronze and a gold medal in two Olympics, four by 400. And um, it was a competition for eight great schools, then individual athletes could apply, and they had six to seven, eight to 10, under 13, under 15, under 17, those categories. And I must tell you, Yemi was at the final, and I must tell you, I was absolutely blown away by the sheer enthusiasm and the sheer intensity and the sheer joy in the, on the face of these youngsters when they performed, when they competed. A school came from Ghana. Um, there was a coach that came with 14 athletes. They won 15 medals. He had to go to the parents' homes and all of that. What that did, Yemi, uh, you give your thoughts on the final day. For me, it, it told me that we need to go back to the basics. And the best place to do that when it comes to sports development across board, across all sports, not in the athletics now, is the schools. What are your thoughts? We've been saying, let's go back to the schools. Let's go back to school sports. For as long as I can remember. Uh, growing up, I mind in the, in the 80s, they used to show the academicals yeah. live on NTA. Um, we're going back there now mm. with the likes of IFL. Uh, what, what I saw on Friday was hope, mm. potential hope for the future. That, and not just the fact that it's hope, hope in the fact that you could see genuinely young, young yeah. children. Not any, yeah, there might be, have been one or two misrepresentations that were needed mm. in the board, but I'm talking about Proper kids, age, tiny 
five, six year olds. Yeah. And you're looking at them like, you, can you run? And you would be amazed at their enthusiasm and their application mm. on the tracks. I remember what, I think it was the under 13 relay race mm. where we were sitting. And we um, watched one particular team, team and, the and their button exchange. Yes, I remember that. And we all noticed it at the same time. And we all rose and said, watch this team. And that tells you that if you give these young people, if you give young people the opportunity, the platform, the platform yes, we are lacking for facilities, but where we lack for facilities, if we compensate with competition, Mm. With competitive opportunities, we can rise, the cream will rise to the top. Where we have a problem is that we neglect the facilities and then we neglect the competition. Mm. So we have absolutely nothing and then we are left with having to depend on the NCA mm. and the likes mm. and the diaspora people to come and build us out. Where we have tons of talents mm. in, you know, in the localities, in the interlands, all over the place, willing to showcase their talent. I think that, you know, and I do hope that this competition will keep a track of the kids coming out of this competition. Those that have done well, they keep track of them and keep monitoring them year in, year out to see their progress and see where it is that we can take them. We'll talk about that coach that came with you know, 14 athletes from CAD and they all did well. Mm. He was okay. he was mentioned as coach of the uh, coach of the tournament. Okay, buddy, quickly because um, buddy might leave us before the end of the show. So <clears throat> let me just ask you a couple of questions before uh, you leave, buddy. Um, right now you're in the United States where the collegiate system is so so well oiled and drilled, and it's a veritable pool of talented players and uh, talented sportsmen across all board. I remember when I was in the University of Ibadan, it used to happen. Follow Okenla, who became a Super Eagles player, was like. A floor mates, and uh, we became good friends. And the likes of uh, Mutu Adekoju went to UI, played. Um, I went to school with Wolio Degbam, who also played, and all of that. And we lost that at some point. But that right now, as we speak, Nuga Games is going on in Lagos for the first time in a long while, I think. There's also the High Institutions Football League, which has ex- expanded from f- football only. They're adding basketball to it this year, and all of that. Um, I guess that's the way to go. But what can the authorities do to help us sustain this momentum of getting back to the basis of the talent pool for sports across board, which are the schools? Did you get this, get us the, the infrastructures yeah. and give us access to them. It's as simple as that. Um, once, you have the, once, once, once you have the infrastructure and you have the access to, 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 to those infrastructures, it becomes easy. Look, one of the biggest challenges we have right now um, that, that you are aware of is that of power. When mm-hmm. children have a place to play until it's dark, they can go home and sleep well. Yeah. yeah. But when there is no power and there's no safety, first they can't use they can't access the facilities. First of all, there are no there are not enough facilities. Mm-hmm. And then there's no there's no power to keep them going until they are ready to drop off. And so they, they do other things. They do other things. They, they, Look, I, I was reading about about this um, uh, this um, um, uh, this event online, and my heart warmed because did you, when you give these children something else to focus on, yeah, 
sometimes you have changed their life path irrevocably. Yeah. Because this, this children we are talking about, once they have this type of dedication and they have facilities, facilities where they can go to keep honing their skills, they are going to keep at it. Mm. It's a way of escape for them. We've, mm. we've also, oh, we've always talked about how sports can change your life. Yeah. They and know to, it. To your point, even, even, if, even if you can't go, to buttress your point, for those five days, those kids were occupied and focused on only one thing. And like you said, some of them, their life paths have been changed forever. Yes, and also the discipline that sports gives. This yes. one thing that Masai always talks about for yeah. in his basketball clinics. Yeah. You cannot extend that discipline for no, because that discipline stays with them their whole lives. Mm. Mm. And in this age where you're talking about how our children have become addicted to phones and computers, I think anything to get them outdoors is always welcome so big thump, the thumbs up to uh, NFL for what he has done I, I wish that other people would take up the mantle and start running this thing so when digital was alive remember that that was one of his passions yeah almost yeah. every week there was, there was also, always something happening at the Stadium. Yeah. Stadium yeah. kept the kids occupied yeah and uh, I feel mm. DG that, this is the future if we don't dig into that now what we are seeing now complaining about is only going to get worse but when these kids have their minds occupied with, with something else Okay, then we, we, we can start changing, changing the narrative. And it was fitting that um, the community school worry that won the um, was it coming? Commerce, College of Commerce worry were the overall champions of the event and they won the, the Jitunubu Trophy. Daya Lao uh, was the chairman of the Lagos State Athletics Commission and of course, Deji's wife, Yemisi, is a member of the Lagos State Athletics Commission. So it was fitting that one big trophy was dedicated to him because um, in case you don't know, I'm sure everybody knows, Yemi doesn't know, that they actually met GMC at an athletics event. I got to do that day. <laughs> that's where they met. And that's the story. So, Buddy, you can leave us. Buddy has to get up, hit the road. Uh, Buddy can leave us. Jamie and I would complete the show. Thank you, Buddy. See you next week. And then, Yemi, um, sports teaches both, um, skills. You have, you, you get skills to, to become a better sportsman, he also teaches life skills. Yes, life skills. Even if you don't become, skills. if you don't become a successful sportsman, he teaches you life skills like discipline, dedication, respect for or um, opponent, teamwork, yeah. how to you know. So it is very very important that these skills are taught to these skills are taught to kids at, at a very, very early age. age. Yes. And we have been missing that road for a long time. Yeah, in fact. We've gone completely off course for so long a time. And the way we can come back is to have more competitions like the one we experienced last week. Now, some may not like what I have to say here is that government has proven that they don't have the know-how, mm. the sensibility, or the passion to organize things like this and keep it going. So if the private sector who have shown that they probably have the know-how, the zeal to get it done, and the ones that can get it done, I think the least government can do is to make, provide the framework, provide the framework, policy, infrastructure, and maybe some kind of grants mm. to create a soft landing, you know, platform for these guys. Why? Because look at that competition last week. One of the things that is important for fund is funding for that competition. Because you're gonna house those kids somewhere. You're gonna feed them. You're going to feed them. You're going to clothe them. Because hey, you want them to 
present a yeah. certain, you know, brand quality for the competition. That comes at a cost. And if you don't get the required funding or the corporate sponsorship, then you are left in limbo. So mm. government needs to come in with some kind of grant for initiatives yeah. like that yeah. to give them a soft landing. Now, for the continuity of, and I'm, this goes out to corporate Nigeria, you need to start looking out for initiatives like this. Not run of the mill initiatives that you just drop the odd million or and not, you go to sleep. Or not go to the top of the tire. No, don't go to, come to the You bottom. cannot achieve the full value, the full benefit that your brand desires if you don't go to the bottom. Now, going to the bottom is not just one-off. Sign three, four, five-year sponsorship contracts with initiatives like this that can mm -hmm. ensure sustainability and longevity for the initiative. Once that happens, you are sure that that initiative has a long, solid conveyor belt keep producing at least time and time again, then you can go to the next phase, which is providing them scholarships for them to go to school, continue to advance their education. There we can now start saying we are sending to NCA. Mm. But at the time we are sending them to NCA, we have molded them. We have built them to a certain level that they are good enough for those American schools to then polish mm. for us for okay, the future. Um, I hear you. Um, from the government perspective, legislation probably in terms of schools oh, yes. and funding, particularly at least seed funding. And then to the corporate world, these are initiatives you need to get onto because it helps the larger society. Yes. When our kids are very, very viably occupied, um, it comes to legislation. Now, the schools, I, I mentioned when I was in school with them, uh, some of the some players, and and I remember then that the schools gave them a flexible schedule. Yes. Because that has of their... Come back again. If you go back, I remember Adoke and Ms. Mecca started playing for the Super Eagles or Green Eagles from back then from University of Lagos. And all. You you feel that the schools, and then we've talked about higher institutions football league last year, one particular school could not come because of exams, exams. and all that. You do feel that the schools themselves, the school administrators do have a better understanding of what this entails and be able to be flexible and adaptable to the needs of student athletes? Yes, they have to. Mentioned this, I think it was Futa. They were the mm. ones that couldn't uh, make it at some point because of exams. Now, in Senna Climbs, and I use that term loosely, Senna Climbs, they give leeway to sportsmen. So what happens, mm. the number of guys that have played for the team, for the school, they come in more than 30. Yeah. I'm sure you can schedule the exam for them. Yes. Set mm. a different set of questions. Uh, yes, rearrange for exams, them, rearrange yes. exams for them. But they are the ambassadors of, of your school. school. They are representing your school. They are putting your name out there to be known not only for academics, but for sports, for extracurricular activities. People, we need to understand that all these things go hand in hand in building the ideal higher institution. And it's about time that we go back to that time when in fact, what am I going to do? If you go to the Luga medals table right now, mm. the team that is leading Uniport, it's because that's the only uh, sports, uh, sports performance center mm. we have in Nigeria is mm. Uniport. And that's why they are top of the table at Luga at the moment. Okay. They have a very solid sports program. There's a the, plan. There's a plan. And it's working. A lot more schools need to adopt what Uniport is doing for their student athletes. 
All right, so finally, um, let's take a look at parents. Um, because I, I remember the coach Omar Vincent telling me this concluded champion is how he had to go to the homes of um, all the parents of the world here. Here and one coach George from Plateau uh, from just the Netto, and they had to go and convince the parents. And I know NFL told me that he had to send money for them to travel and all that. So you can understand parents' uh, apprehension about allowing strangers to take yeah, their, take kids, their kids, kids and all that. But also, I think we need to have a serious education about parents, especially parents who are not literate, yes. about what sports can do for their children and their wants. And what how sports can change their lives around all of them, including mm. the parents, the family, the at times the whole community. And there has to be a, how do we do that? How do we get to the grassroots and, and teach them that? Well, me, the media has a role to play. Okay. And then products of that community who have transitioned from local athletes or mm. student athletes and have made it to that level need to also learn that it's important that they give back because they will make good examples. And that's community. where you can, you have to credit somebody like uh, the Toronto Raptors guy. Um, yes. Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri. Yes. For what he's doing. Back in his homestead. Look at uh, Jordan Wara is doing something similar mm. as well. These guys need to come back and start giving back to their respective communities. That way, it is in, they say actual speaks louder than words. Mm. So when parents are able to see some of the products and the advancements and progress they've made in their lives and how much they're giving back, it will open up their minds more to allow their kids to take part in sporting events. Okay. I hear you. Thank you, Yemi, for those insights into what school sports can do for, for all sides, for government, for the society, for the smaller community and for the larger society, for the corporate world and for the families of the athletes as well. Um, it's good to have a realization of that. We encourage and support this return to school sports across board. We wish more people will take on, maybe more former stars will take up the kind of initiative that NFL just did. It was a fantastic tournament uh, for five days and we do hope that some of the uh, talents discovered there would leave their full potential in the sport. So that brings us to the end of Sports 360 podcast for this week. Sports 360 pod on um, Sports 360 pod on Instagram, yeah? Um, Sports 360 pod underscore on Twitter is where you can hit us up. I want to thank you very much. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a question and answer episode of the podcast. We're going to ask you to send in your questions to either myself, Yemi, or Buddy, and we'll take a full hour and respond to those questions as a way of getting the feedback from you guys. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.